You're listening to Hayes Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio. You ready? You guys ready? I'm ready, whenever. All right, guys, welcome back to Behind the Leaf. It's another wonderful Sunday. I hope you guys are doing great. We're here. Hey guys, nice to be here. We got a great guest with us today. Um, before we jump in, we want to say a thank you to our sponsors. Oh uh, yes, thank you to Hemper for providing some amazing glassware in the form of the Das Boot over there in the front, and 710 for supplying some great, so some amazing products to put put in those. I'm actually probably going to load up the uh, the good old Dabex here with some of the uh, amazing concentrate that that they've given us. Yeah, I like the pre rolls too. That pasta noodle as the filter. I've only seen that online, but. Pretty cool. We got to try yeah, that one out cool. later. And if you guys want some more information, please go on our Instagram and check the link in the video and on our Instagram bio to sign up for 710's Green Room. And we're going to get into the rest of the show here. We got Dan from the 91 Club. How's How it are going, you? Guys? How's nice it going? Good. Glad to have you here. Um, 91 Club is great. We were able to check out the space during the last Haze Cup. It was oh, cool. super fun. Um do you want to get into how the 91 Club got started? Like what it's all about for yeah. the viewers who don't know anything about it? Um, sure. Yeah. So I, I got the 91 Club uh, just before COVID in uh, March 2020. Okay. Fairly recent. Yeah. And it was a place that uh, my friend Joe Murray, the, uh, the founder the, or the originator of the Sour Diesel, the AJ Sour Cut from mm-hmm. New York, it was always, it was his spot and he lived there and I always loved it and I always told him. If you're ever going to give it up, let me know. Mm-hmm. And I saw him at the Emerald Cup that fall, 2019, and he was like, "Hey, remember that spot downtown that you like? Mm-hmm. You want it? Oh, that's um, awesome! I he kept move. you in mind. Yeah. yeah, that's dope. And I was like, uh, I guess I do. Mm-hmm. And I kind of reverse engineered it from there. Cool. Yeah. So it kind of just came out of nowhere. It just, just seemed like yeah. an opportunity I had to take advantage of. And right. it was in the green zone downtown where mm-hmm. I was already doing a lot of work in cannabis with brands and companies down there. And it just seemed like sometimes you just got to take a shot and it felt right. And I'm glad I did. That's honestly like the podcast. Same thing. Oh, yeah. Def- the yeah definitely. The opportunity came up. Andrew was like, why don't you guys start a show and talk about cannabis? And I'm like, hey, what's better than that? So right. just came at the right time. You got to jump on that stuff sometimes and roll with it. Right. And it didn't feel like the right time when COVID hit right after I took it over to mm-hmm. do, because oh, I had a vision of doing events <laughs> yeah. and private member club. Oh yeah. And COVID just shuts all that down. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but luckily it already being in the industry, I could pivot it to just a B2B kind of model for a showroom. Right. And just used it as a headquarters and a, a place to do business with all the brands and farms that I work with. Cool. Cool. So yeah. if you can talk about some of the events you've had at the 91 club. Yeah, I mean, we've had a bunch of great events. Uh, I, I think our biggest cannabis event was probably the first smoke of the day um, family reunion, which okay. was just last cool. month. Um, but Jimmy Devine did his uh, Trans Bay Challenge 4 there, which is probably our second biggest one. And, a, I mean, a really great event for the culture. Everybody mm-hmm. had a great time. Um, Nothing But Fire is a really great event that our good friend Mikey Cush Mm-hmm. put together and it was the first one so we were happy to be like the host of the inaugural event and he's going to be doing one every year oh cool oh, so that's, that's awesome. something to look forward to yeah. yeah and um julie from skunk magazine did her summer launch at the event okay and of course our friend andrew at hayes radio did his uh hayes cup for 
Fourth of July last year. Oh yeah, that was oh, yeah. that was fun. That was our first Hayes Cup. Oh yeah, definitely. That that, that was a a great event, and uh, I think we have one of those coming up soon. Oh, the nothing yeah. but fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the the Hayes event. Oh, the Hayes event. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, also nothing Hayes but Cup. fire that you mentioned. We're probably gonna have them on on the show too. So oh great, that'll ben, be good. Let me not forget one of our most epic events is the Legends of Hash. We've hosted that twice now. Okay. And the second one was in the beginning of December. And uh, they went all out. It was a two-day event with a, like a, a, an evening like open dab bar and judging. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. And then a full cool. dinner. And then the next day it was a, like an, a, a, a Saturday brunch. Mm-hmm. And they had a full spread. I mean, it was it was epic. Yeah, that sounds that sounds awesome. Brunch. Um, I'd be all over that. The Hayes <laughs> oh, Cup. Yeah. The Hayes Cup was really awesome, though. I don't know, Alec, if you want to talk about oh, that no, a little yeah, bit. Oh yeah, that was an amazing amazing event. They had wrestling and comedians and vendors and food trucks, the and VIP <laughs> room and food trucks, and it was it was great. You guys got to come check out the next one on uh, this Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, I think like for for me, that was like the first kind of cannabis lifestyle culture kind of event that I've been to just like growing up in the East Coast. We don't have stuff like that. I mean, right. you said you're from New York, right? I'm from Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. Connecticut. Right, right. So right there. Um, so it was really cool to like be in a space like that where it's like so welcome <sighs> and inviting and yeah. like being able to consume like because it's, it's new to me. So I mean, it's new to everybody. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know, the community needs more of it. But uh, due to, you know, yeah. regulations of and course. rules, uh, there's not more of it. But, uh, you know, we're in a unique position where we have a community center and mm-hmm. we're allowed to do mm-hmm. events at our community center and we have the approval of the city. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's for the culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wish uh, there was more of it. I hope uh, the trend continues, and I hope there's more places like the 91 Club for people to right. go. And because oh, it's yeah, more definitely. Normal. We have to make that mm-hmm. a trend to, to for more people to open up uh, spaces that are very similar to the 91 Club mm-hmm. and everything like that. Because like we have to start normalizing cannabis style events and lifestyle events like that. I mean, to really there's, get there's it. a bar on every corner in the yeah. city. That's so what I was going to say. Really, what there's there's no no difference. Mm-hmm. If anything, it's, it's a better environment. Yeah. So I think that should be definitely become more normal. Like, I mean, Alec always says this on the show, but like normalization before legalization, like right. breaking the stigma, events like that where people can come and like hang out with other people who love cannabis and it just be like fun and relaxed and not have to worry about like crazy shit that happens when you drink and right. you know what I mean and it provides a place for vendors to, that are small businesses to showcase that themselves. they get to yeah. sell their art or yeah, they sell the stuff they make and it's hard for them to get to market maybe the online store isn't busy but mm-hmm. when you've got 700 people there they're going to make sales and you know it's a great opportunity for them too of course yeah at the Hayes Cup we um Tried the weed woods. Those were so so dope. I wouldn't have known about those if oh, we didn't yeah, go definitely. to that event. There are, so there are brands there, and like the, all the different kinds of cannabis events that I've been to. A lot of these brands can't get in, can't get in dispensaries sometimes, or in front of the customers. And even when they can, there's so many different brands in these stores. Like, like how, how do you get to them all? How, how like you can't check them? So sometimes these events are a more personal way to get involved with these brands and talk to them about what goes into their products and how they're providing you the best quality uh, product product out there right and mm-hmm. you know the rules are so strict that the consumers can't sample anything at the stores no nope. right mm-hmm. so they can't even touch things no nope. mm-hmm. you have to buy so like an 80 dollar eighth and know, not even know if you like it there's an opportunity to actually open a jar and smell a nug and you mm-hmm. know like those things matter to the consumer oh yeah definitely i think like 
like Alec was mentioning before, you go in there and you're like, okay, I want to try this, but then you're also spending an arm and a leg on something, and then you go home and you don't like how it makes you feel, and you're like, fuck this, and you just spent how much money on it right. at the store. I feel like there should be a better, more efficient way of doing that. Like, and also trust with the brand. Like, if they like your product and they get to try it first, like you're already building that trust. Right, and you know that's like the '91 Club when I first started it. Like, our whole ethos was going to be. We curate your experience with cannabis. Mm-hmm. Like we're not the grower, we're mm-hmm. the club. Where right. we we make sure what we have is is connoisseur quality and mm-hmm. is checks all the boxes it needs to check, and uh, we take pride in that. And it's something that comes natural to us because we've been in the cannabis for so long, you know. So right. um, we like to share that with people and uh, the newbies when when they come in and they see the kind of terps that we roll with. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. kind of always an exciting experience. Uh, for people, especially out, from out of state that oh, haven't yeah. had the canny, can, the mm-hmm. California culture. Mm-hmm. It's definitely it, it leaves an impact. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Like, uh, her, they wondered, I think your first time at a dispensary was in California. Uh, Yeah, and honestly, it wasn't that long ago. What, maybe like a year or so? Yeah. Yeah, so it was it was wild because like it it was so normal and like from coming from New York, it wasn't so right. like that. Like people had... <laughs> certain opinions toward it. To be honest, I fell victim to that too. And now that I've been able to consume and see like what it does for me and like my anxiety, it's like, wow, okay, I, I was right. I was fucking wrong, you know? Well, there was a um, lot of propaganda, you know? I of mean, course. Back mm-hmm. in the day, we were drug dealers. We were, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. we were bad guys <laughs> committing <laughs> major felonies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, way longer than seven years, so uh, we're good there, you know? But, uh, so cannabis has always been part of your life? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I my uncle smoked, my father smoked. Mm-hmm. Uh, my yeah. father was a... Uh, he had a liquor store and he sold weed and fireworks out the back door. <laughs> <laughs> so nice. I was That's born and in, born into it, you mm-hmm. know, and uh, it's always been a thing. And, you know, where I grew up in Connecticut, it was real popular to go to the Grateful Dead shows. So they mm-hmm. kind of as a rite of passage. Right. And mm-hmm. like, you know, the older brothers would drive us there. <laughs> and that was where you we like first got the real kind bud. Like the first mm-hmm. time I saw like really heady, like sick weed, like Northern Lights, you know, NL5 Haze. Yeah, and, some like really good strains and, and yeah. stuff like that. And then, you know, then you really become enthralled with the lifestyle and it's mm-hmm. kind of never looked back from there. Yeah, I feel like once um, I started consuming and learning more about like the industry and everything, it's like it it's part, it just bleeds into every part of your life. Like right. I don't ever seeing it see it not being part of yeah. my life anymore now that it is. And then once is. you start do consuming, you realize that almost everybody around you is consuming also. It's pretty popular. Yeah, it's so crazy how taboo like it is. It's, it's, it's just weird <clears throat> elephant in the room that no one wants to talk about until someone finally brings it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's a, that's what I loved about Grateful Dead shows when I first went to them. It was like everybody was open about having a good time and, mm-hmm. you know, living their life. And uh, I was hooked, you know. I took acid at my first show and... Mm-hmm. Just like if I, I didn't, if I didn't have a, been an experience, if I didn't have a good situation at home, I probably would have just ran away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I had it too good at home; I couldn't have done that. You uh-huh. know? Yeah, like good parents. But uh, yeah, I'm grateful for all of it because it really led to you know uh, a whole uh, career in in cannabis, and it's uh, 
you know, the the Chemdog 91 is the namesake of the 91 Club. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was back in the day, that was the weed you wanted to find at Dead Shows. You wanted right. to get the chem. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I was going to ask, like, like, where did the 91 come from, all that? Like, how did you guys get the name for the club? So the, the, the inspiration comes from the Chemdog 91 strain, which is one of the original gas strains. Mm-hmm. It started the whole kind of contemporary cannabis movement back in the 90s with the sour diesel and the chem. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> oh, okay. And I roll with that crew. They're like, they're good friends of mine. And, you know, Greg and Joe both advise me on the brand and we have access to their genetics and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's a real, you know, OG thing that we're kind of bringing back. I feel like it kind of got lost in the shuffle and the cookies and yeah. all the other modern uh, genetics. It didn't get, mm-hmm. they didn't get crossed into it as much. And okay. I think they need to come back around. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Everybody mm-hmm. likes the gas still. It's just not as popular. Right. <clears throat> In, in a lot of circles and all the purple weed is, you know, there's a ton of hype and there's a ton mm-hmm. of good purple weed, but uh, nothing hits like the chem or the sour, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, yeah definitely. OGs. Like uh, a lot of these cannabis uh, cannabis brands right now, like they, their buds are based on look and not necessarily uh, content or like the effects of how it, it it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like they're, they're driven by hype. THC content, so then that's going to affect their growing processes and which strains that they're going to crossbreed and all mm-hmm. that stuff. So right. it's important to bring strains like that back because eventually, if no one does, they'll just they'll, they'll get forgotten about and weaned out oh, after yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want that to happen. No, I mean, I was just talking about the uh, the Willie's Wonder, the Port Townsend Willie's Wonder we used to get in wa- Port Townsend, Washington, mm-hmm. in the nineties, and that was the best like loudest gassiest weed that you could find in the northwest and mm. i started getting it back east and that was how i met all the you know the chem dog guys and the sour diesel guys because yeah. i had this crazy willie's wonder from the west coast <laughs> and i got in the circles that way and it's it was you know that was another thing that just cannabis cannabis has always been good to me you know like i bring it around places and i meet good people and i get further ahead in oh life. yeah i mean that Honestly, I feel like now that, you know, this podcast is part of our life and obviously cannabis is more part of our life, we go places and we meet people who also consume and, and it just like starts friendships or business connections or whatever. And you right. just realize how many people are consuming or into it in whatever form they are. Like we were actually moving to Denver in May and well, outside nice. of Denver, but um, we were at a brewery when we walked in, we were hanging mm-hmm. out, having some food and the guy serving us, we find out he's in psychedelics. So I thought yeah. that was so funny. Like <laughs> the spores, first night there, that, yeah, like growing was... spores. I was like, Oh, okay, this is cool. Let me get, let me get your info. Let's see, like yeah. if we can, you know, showcase you on the show and, mm-hmm. you know, bring more awareness to like small brands, people doing, yeah. doing the stuff. <laughs> That's nice. also it's having nice to that see community. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to see the psilocybin getting the credit it deserves. Uh, oh yeah. We, I can't the, you know, and becoming more of a uh, mainstream in the marketplace because, you know, us hippies, we've known about yeah. the mm-hmm. uh, efficacy of mushrooms uh, since uh, I was, you know, a teenager. So yeah, um, since the beginning, <clears throat> I mean, that turns out the hippies had it right in that department. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely. I've, I've just been learning more about it. Like I've, I don't know the first thing about psilocybin, so it's yeah. all new to me. I haven't even tried it personally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, from what should. I've been mm-hmm. hearing and from what yeah. I've been seeing, like watching documentaries, things like that, just learning more about it. I mean, it seems like it'll definitely uh, be helpful. Oh, no. Yeah, definitely. I started microdosing myself, having to help with like my anxiety and like day to day just to see how it makes me feel. 
and uh, it, it it is completely different from cannabis, but it's it, it it's it's a positive thing. Oh yeah, it helps with creativity. Like it helps with so. creativity, helps like keep you calm, relaxed throughout the day. And one one thing I really do like about it is that I, I love cannabis, but it's like if you're gonna medicate and use it for that, it's like something you have to take every two hours or something like that. Psilocybin, you're good for six hours, like six right. seven hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that's like a little hesitant for me just because it is longer a mm -hmm. period of time. Yeah. And like with my anxiety, like going into it, definitely have to be in like the right, he right oh, head yeah. space, right, you know, yeah, physical, mental space, yeah, setting, all of that. But <coughs> I definitely think it could be helpful. It's just the, you know, fear of unknown. The power. Don't underestimate the power. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just breaking through but that fear of the unknown. Like speaking about setting, that's what the 91 Club's great about because it gives people a setting to rely, be relaxed and comfortable around and with cannabis and and everything that they want to do with it, whether it be something artistic or being a vendor or going to an event or something like that. It, it's right. it's mean, really important know, to have these spaces. Even just like an art show, like why can't you smoke a joint at an art show? Yeah, right. why not? More, you know, but I can walk around and drink a martini yeah. or an old fashioned. It's mm -hmm. celebrated and you know. So, I mean, we've even had the fire inspectors tell us that they're more concerned about cigarette smoking inside and they don't want that, but the cannabis is, is mm -hmm. what it is. I feel like an art show on cannabis, though, would go hand in hand. Like, why isn't that already <laughs> happening? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Because, I mean, that would, it spurs cre creativity right. and conversation. And, you know, it, it seems like that should, I mean, I feel like that's a recurring theme. It's like, why aren't these things happening? These things should be happening. Mm -hmm. But it's just like all these regulations that we have to go through. But you know, I mean, it's it's worth it's worth the struggle once we get to be able to do events like this and really like bring awareness to other brands and people like doing the work that don't get the, you know, the recognition right now. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. So like, so what what made you make the decision to go down the path of I'm going to make cannabis like part of my career and and everything. I mean, it's as it's the old cliche thing that you just start selling weed so you have free head stash and then it turns into a whole <laughs> lifetime of it. Mm -hmm. You know, that's pretty much the easiest way to, to put it. But uh, I've always been drawn to it. I've always had an, uh, kind of a, an energy relationship with the plant. Wherever I go, it finds me. Mm -hmm. um, so it's always been a flow for me that worked. You yeah. know? And why, if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Have you ever uh, grown before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not much of a grower, mm -hmm. but, uh, you know, you got to have a notch on the belt <laughs> and you're in the you gotta try it. I, I've done it. I feel it. like everyone's got to, like, try it at least once. Oh, yeah, no, and I love it. It's a it's a great process, but it's just, I'm the, I'm the guy out on the streets and I'm, the you know, mm -hmm. doing doing the stuff and uh, it's it's not my lane, but uh, yeah. tons of respect for the guys that do it. It's Oh, hell yeah. People <laughs> think it's, like, a lazy thing you can do to make extra money, and that is not the case. No, it's an art. It's, it's a science. It's a craft. It's a craft. A, to yeah. get it right, is it takes from, some serious effort. From mm -hmm. everybody that we've talked to, to Doc Ray from Doc Ray Genetics, to the Patrick the Soil King, like, like there, there's so much that goes into growing cannabis that people just don't realize. It's not just, like, when you were back in school and you put, like, a tomato seed in a in like a plastic right. cup yeah, mm -hmm. and waited for it to sprout. Like, like there, there's so much that, that goes into it, especially when people are using it medicinally because if right. you're putting bad fertilizers and bad additives into your soil or while your plant's growing, then that's going to affect how the, the end product and how that comes out and how it affects you in the end. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely think with... Shout, um, out, shout out to the organic farmers. Yes, oh, definitely, definitely shout, shout out. out to the organic farmers. Yeah, I mean, even just talking <laughs> to the soil king and like, 
him saying, you know, everything starts with the soil, with the foundation. I, I don't think people yeah. realize it. Or maybe like, we, you know, we take stuff for granted all the time, but it's like those OGs, like those cultivators, like need need their, <laughs> you know, their recognition. They've been doing this for a long time. And we've talked about this before, but I feel like certain cannabis events are planned per se during times where growers can't be there. And, 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 and that's kind of messed up in my personal opinion. Like, why would you yeah. do an event during <laughs> harvest? You know what I mean? Like especially these events the end up being, events in, right. In, um, I think like I my first cannabis like event, I walked in and I'm like, this doesn't really feel very like a cannabis event. <laughs> it was everything else but cannabis. Like Champs was cool, but mm. the thing with Champs is like I just wanted the glass is the best part of Champs. You yeah, know? Champs has turned yeah. into the, the Delta Eight. Uh, Delta Eight and Kratom, Kratom show. Kratom show. We spent basically our whole time in the middle watching the artists because yeah, that's the best part. That's just like yeah. magic. I'm like, how are they? How are they doing this? <laughs> Some of those pieces are so cool. They I was, are so I was cool. there this year too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you ever gotten uh, dabbled in glass blowing at all? Or? No, no. But uh, I know a bunch of glass blowers. You know, Greg the Chem Dog ninety one. He's a glass blower. That's, oh yeah, uh, that's awesome. He makes some really sick stuff. Yeah, the the stuff that they were making there. I mean, like, oh my gosh, the camera and the wolf head and the, and yeah. it's like so intricate and like watching it is just like mind blowing because you know what goes into that too. People don't realize um, how hard of a craft that is. Oh yeah, glass blowing it. It's ridiculous. I mean, back in Wilmington, uh, where we are now, like we met a like a local glass blower, and it was funny. We were at like. Uh, one of those craft fair farmer's market type things. I'm like, Alec, there's glass. Yeah. And he thought I was talking about like- Oh, you're talking about like cups, cups or whatever. Or I'm like, no, 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 there's glass. And he turned around and um, I think it's cool. Like wherever we go, we always find someone who's in like a similar lane like that. It definitely like brings people together. It grows that network. Oh Absolutely. yeah, definitely, definitely. Mm -hmm. So like, so uh, what, what events could people be looking forward to be coming up for the 91 Club? Well, we've got a, a really great event tomorrow. We got Strains and Sounds three. Um, SoCal Cannabar puts it on. Uh, we're we love hosting it. Uh, he's going to be doing a monthly. I think the Strains and Sounds four is April eighth, I believe. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, and then March eight, uh, May eighteenth is Strains and Sounds five. Um, he's got Schwazy for that one, so that's going to be. Uh, people are pretty excited about that. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's going to be dope. But uh, we're doing a big event on June 3rd. Uh, we're doing, a, it's going to be called uh, Surf, Skate, Roots, Rock. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to be a, a show with a lot of art from the Dogtown Boys and the Z Boys. Okay. And uh, West Coast, West Side, Surf, Skate, Culture. Mm -hmm. A lot of legends in the house. It's going to be a big deal. Uh, we're going real big on it. And uh, we got some real veterans in the game getting involved. I'm really excited about it. It's kind of be a... Kind of going to be our like grand reopening because we just, oh we, yeah, we, we we're putting in AC, we're dressing mm -hmm. the place up and making it nicer and give it a nice facelift. Yeah, and we just want to like reintroduce it to everybody and come out strong this summer. And uh, you know, it was really hot last year in there, mm -hmm. and people were complaining, so we're 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 handling that, and uh, right. that's going to be our like kind of coming out party of of 2023. That'll be a good way to kick <laughs> off the like warm weather. Oh, yeah, and there's summer nothing and better than a nice. Night, nice event to kick it, kick everything off. So for people out there listening, if they wanted to attend one of these these events or part, or even if there's a brand out there listening and they want to participate in one of these events, how would they go about that? I mean, they can reach out to us. Uh, you know, we've got a website, www.the91club.com. Uh, we're on Instagram at On the Bus Industries, um, at the Vort at the Vortex DTLA. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they can reach out, uh, you know, through our networks and through Andrew and, you know, however. But yeah. uh, we're, we, we're down to do more events with the culture. We're, you know, we're mm-hmm. a little picky about who we do it with. We don't want to just right. saturate the oh, Yeah, just open up the, the floor to just anybody. Yeah. You know, we want to keep it special. We don't want to dilute mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the quality of the experience there. Um, but, you know, th- as you know, there's a lot of quality brands and people to do things with in Cali. Oh, and, yeah, definitely. Uh, of course. I just I just look forward to the market being healthier in general because, mm-hmm. you know, as we all know in cannabis, mm-hmm. it's been pretty brutal for all of us uh, the last couple of years especially, and uh, it'll be nice to get things back on track. I feel like it's starting to turn turn for turn the around. better. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, how long have you been out here in California? Uh, I've been in California for 12 years on this this round. Okay. I, you know, lived okay. In, I lived in Oakland back in... And 2000 for like mm-hmm. three years. So that was my first run of living in uh, California. Mm-hmm. Uh, I lived in New York City for, for a while after Connecticut. Okay. All and right. um, yeah, I had, an, I had an art gallery in New York City in the East oh, Village cool. from 2010 cool. to 2014. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was dope. It was called Oracle 113. And uh, we actually became more known for our parties and like <laughs> our clothes and our fashion mm-hmm. than are selling art. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot yeah. harder to sell art than we anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like, it's hard. Like, it was very subjective. Yeah, but really we had a great right time, person. and uh, it was a great run. <laughs> and, uh, you know, shout out Oracle 113. <laughs> yeah, yeah I feel like um, everyone we talk to who has been out here and, like, made the move out to the West Coast, it's, it's nev- they've never regretted it. And, like, us going out to Colorado, I definitely think is, like, the change we need to because where we are mm-hmm. now, there's no... I mean, there are obviously people who consume, but there's no cannabis culture. And it's hard, like, being in a place where, like, you have to worry about what you're doing. It's stupid, yeah. It is stupid. It's so stupid. Um, I, I've mentioned uh, one of my friends before. She lives in Alabama. It is, like, the strictest place ever. And I'm like... Oh, yeah. It's just ridiculous, like, hearing stories. And I mean, yeah. could you imagine? You get arrested for a sprinkle. Sprinkle. And mm-hmm. out there. I mean, and the people are locked up for years in these states, mm-hmm. right, under these draconian laws. And mm-hmm. the federal government is bartering to get Brittany Griner out of, like, a Russian prison because she had a yeah. vape cart. I know. Oh, and yeah. we've got mm-hmm. people locked up for decades. Uh, it's it's bonkers. I don't know how they deal with that on the inside. You know, sorry. Yeah. Like, we need to yeah, free, free all pot prisoners now. You know, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Look, look, look into your uh, local um, communities. They, if you're in a cannabis-friendly state, there's always something. I think there's like the Norm program or something like that that helps uh, pre- people who have been arrested for uh, cannabis use or cannabis possession or anything like that. So if yeah, if it's we, something that you're interested in, please go check that out and support what what these groups are doing. Yeah, Last Prisoner Project. We've mm-hmm. done some work with them. They're doing good things. The Forty Tons brand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shout out Weed for Warriors, you know there needs to be a lot more given back, uh, you know, in this uh, it, for the people that have really been affected. I mean, I you know I yeah. full disclosure, I did a year in prison for cannabis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, two thousand six. Wow. Yeah, got wow. uh, got got had a little issue when it wasn't legal and had mm-hmm. a lot, you know a lot, some a lot of weed and uh, in Connecticut and. Uh, Back then, things weren't as friendly as they different. are now. Yeah. Very thank different. God, thank God it was only a year because they wanted it to be a lot more, but mm-hmm. uh, good lawyers. Oh, yeah, they always want to rack on, like, like rack on those years for mm-hmm. cannabis charges. Sometimes it doesn't even make it doesn't even make sense half the time. It's yeah. just like, you're like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it's very backwards, and we definitely have to 
you know, correct these like injustices that we've done. Cause I feel like people, you know, who are paying the ultimate price here for what? Yeah. For fucking nothing. And it's, and it's very easy for the younger, newer generations like ours and other people to forget about these guys who are old pioneers in the industry who have done, put in a lot of leg and groundwork to get we are where we are today with some of these strains and in this industry. Oh, yeah. And then and some of them are just are still sitting in prison. Mm -hmm. We take a lot of this for granted. It's, it's very easy to forget about those guys, but you, we, we can't, and we got to remember that if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be where we are today. It's true. You know, trailblazers, it, mm -hmm. somebody had to do it because people, yeah. people are always going to smoke the, the plant. You know, people need the cannabis. Mm -hmm. And whether it's cannabis or not, I mean, in any, you know, emerging industry, there are always those people who have been there from the start and are the ones that, build it up to where it is so respect yeah. serious respect to the to all those ogs out there <laughs> the ones that we also get the chance to sit here and talk with because i feel like they have all this knowledge to share and it's you know it's really important to share it to like that new generation so that, that keeps going so you know these these myths and right. all honestly all this bullshit that they put yeah. out here it doesn't keep going right mm -hmm. yeah speaking of shout out to my boy ricky palomino of ricky's brothers kush uh, he's going through a little rough time. He had a surgery. Uh, we're setting up a GoFundMe for him. Okay. So we'll oh. put it on blast soon. And uh, yeah, but uh, he's he's got the legendary strain, also known as the Snush, mm -hmm. which is Snoop's favorite. Snush. Snoop's favorite. And uh, he was Snoop's tour manager for 17 years. Oh wow. So he he had the job of like making sure Snoop could get it around the country on tour. So they've <laughs> grown. In certain places, That's and awesome. another OG that helps him with that is Adam Dunn out of Colorado. He's mm -hmm. helped Ricky with the strain, and they're 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 nursing it back to health. It needed some 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 tissue culture, and uh, the ninety one club is going to have the strain in its stable uh, next year once okay. it's healthy and we're That's ready. That's awesome. To That's awesome. So. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So yeah, if you're out there listening and you want to give back to one of the OGs in the community, we'll link that GoFundMe with this with this video and put it up on everything, and you can go help. Help somebody out. Mm -hmm, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But um, I know we spoke about some events coming up for the 91 Club. What uh, What do you hope to see with the 91 Club, let's say, in the next year yeah, or so? Yeah, we like to see where it takes you. I mean, you know, we've got a lot of traction and mm -hmm. we're, you know, behind the scenes. We've got some big plans. Uh, you know, I can't talk about too much of, of it course. yet. Oh, right. Of course. Mm -hmm. You don't want to give too much But, uh, you know, it's a, there's a clear need for places to consume cannabis and celebrate life and do mm -hmm. cool stuff uh in every major market and uh you know we're, we're part of this thing and we're part of the movement and we're gonna be here you know right. you're not going anywhere yeah not so going anywhere. Mm -hmm. it's on yeah i feel no. the first what was it maybe it was the haze cup the first yeah. time i was like at an event like that but then also yeah. we went to a cannabis lounge in west hollywood and it was just like it was so cool. Like, it's funny, like, talking about it now because obviously now this is way more normal than it was first starting out. But I was like, oh, this is okay. Because, like, yeah. I wasn't used to being in a place where it was okay. It was, it was like, okay, where you can order cannabis kind of like. People aren't hiding bar. in the corner. Yeah, yeah exactly. Behind, behind a dumpster in the back <laughs> alley or something like that. And also, the, the we can't forget about Zach from uh, Hemper's Comedy. Oh, that, yeah. We went I, I to his, about that. We went to his event and everything, and uh, that was great. The comedy show, and you can s openly consume cannabis and everything, and it was great to see cannabis used in such a normalized setting, right. as, as we've been talking about, because settings like that and normalizing cannabis use in that setting is just, like, that's what the industry now needs to move forward. 
Right. I mean, I wish Cali was like New York. New York, uh, when they when they went recreational, mm-hmm. uh, they you're allowed to smoke cannabis anywhere you can smoke cigarettes. Yep. Yeah, so, that's great. Yep, yep, the way they made it. If you can legally consume tobacco there, you, which, anywhere you can legally consume cannabis. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Which makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, what's the difference? It's like you can still be, if yeah, you still Don't discriminate. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, smoking the joint or whatever is better than the cigarette anyway. So (laughs) if we're being honest, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Gave those things up a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And if if, you really want to get technical with it, cigarettes and nicotine, that technically gives you a buzz and it it technically technically alters your state of mind. So if you really want to look at it. It's definitely psychoactive. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. definitely psychoactive. So like how really how much different is that from cannabis right now? Mm-hmm. Like if you like like if you really if you're they want to be like oh you, we don't want people doing it in public stuff like that but it, someone can smoke a cigarette on the sidewalk and no one's gonna bat an eye. Right. It's just all like unlearning you know the 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 propaganda that we've just been fed for so long and mm-hmm. like like I said before like growing up on Long Island like it was just different like I mean. I don't know, Alex, Alex experience may be a little different than mine, but it was just like the whole dare thing, don't do drugs, say no to drugs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was never right. spoken about in like a positive light. But I also feel like it's just because people are uninformed. Like they're oh, just yeah. not, they're not educated and they're just gonna believe the first thing that they see on the internet or you know, that their friend tells them that who knows, you know, if they're even telling uh, spitting facts or not, you right. know? And people are just afraid of, you know, mm-hmm. things outside of their comfort zones. and. Right. There's been enough propaganda and uh, around cannabis where it's uncomfortable for people. Yeah, and I oh, feel yeah. like also some people just having a negative first experience with mm. cannabis will yeah, make them. Yeah, I was them, just gonna mention that. Yeah, will make them really hesitant to go back um, because they're like, "Oh, is that yeah. what I'm gonna feel like every time?" Like they don't realize yeah. that there's they eat an edible more than one way strong. to consume or something that's too strong. And like, I feel people obviously need to be more open-minded, but also be willing to try. It's just that whole fear of the unknown, you know. Fear of, uh, if you're not educated, you don't know how much you should take because obviously it affects everyone differently. And there's so many different ways to consume cannabis and they're coming out with so many different ways every day. Like Mm -hmm. edibles to vapes to dabbing to flour to, I've seen inhalers, tinctures, topicals, Mm -hmm. everything. Breath strips. Yeah. Oh yeah, we've tried those. those. I've tried breath. Yeah, I've tried Mm -hmm. those before. Yeah, those were cool, actually. I like them. They're just like Listerine strips, basically. Have you guys tried uh, Fruit Slabs edibles? No, I don't think so. Not. Shout out Fruit Slabs. Fruit oh Slabs. Uh, it's a vegan kosher uh, gummy made of fruit. Hmm. So it doesn't have huh. added sugar, and uh, they're delicious. Okay. They're better for you than, like, real sugary gummies. Yeah, yeah, I like that, like... Those companies who are focusing on, like, yeah. good ingredients, you know, yeah. high-quality yeah. like, ingredients. That's, that's, the one, that's the one counter like counterpart with the whole edible gummy candy situation is that if you are trying to medicate and do something that's healthy but you're having the delivery method is unhealthy mm-hmm. right so it's it's kind of like 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 counteracting each other mm-hmm. a little bit where it's like all right i'm getting cannabis but now i'm also i'm eating all this candy so now i'm probably gonna get myself diabetes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like with the edibles it's all about the balance it's yeah all, all moderation i feel like with edibles for me like not my preferred just because it takes so long to set in like the right. more like fast acting ones that are coming out. Um, we spoke with um, the CEO of Wink and I, I think like seltzers and things like that definitely are more normal, like having that at a bar or in at a Drinks party or, yeah. or that's like a good way to introduce it to people, I think. Mm-hmm. 
for the most part. The fast, they, you know, the fast acting um, nano stuff makes the drinks easier to like consume less mm-hmm. and and stay, scale up because right. you can actually feel it quicker and then decide if you mm-hmm. want another drink or mm-hmm. not. Yeah. Like when you eat a gummy, you gotta wait an hour and you don't know if you want to eat more or not. And then if you eat more yeah. and then all of a sudden it hits you and you're like, oh, that's a lot. That's a lot <laughs> I don't, I don't have that problem. But. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't just either. Keep, just keep eating it's gotta it. has got to be a lot for me to be Oh, yeah, that. definitely. It's It's got to be a lot. I really haven't found too many edibles that really hit the nail on the head and do it right for me. Have you tried um, Space Gems? No, nah, I'm not. Spectrum rosin gummies, those are nice. Those mm. are nice. We have the gummies here yeah, from I'm 710, the hash rosin. The, seven, the, the hash no. rosin 710 Labs gummies. Yeah, those hit Those hit good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, I, I love the brand. Um, thanks again. Shout out to 710 Labs for the sponsorship. They've given us some really great stuff. And I think the other part of it is, is this is like a high quality brand. They trim every nug by hand and it's like, yeah. that's what you want. You want the trust with the brand should also, you should know like where it's coming from, like what's going on. I mean, it's with anything, even food you're putting in your body. Do you know where half that shit comes from? You should. Right. (laughs) No, they've done a great job with the 710, you know, it's Mm -hmm. a really well curated brand, good Terps. Mm -hmm. Definitely. definitely. They definitely know what they're doing over there and uh, they know how to push out one one of the best products that uh, I've seen in like dispensaries that you can really get consistently. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, consistency, authenticity, all important yeah. with the brands. Because like, uh, <laughs> like with cannabis smokers, they they want to rely that their their brands, like not even just Seven Ten, but like every cannabis brand out there, that they're they have the consumer's best interests and in, in mind, making this making their products that they're going to be consuming and putting into their bodies, and even sometimes using as medicine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that we've definitely like come a long way and there are people who are doing it right. And like, those are the brands that we should be showcasing and all of that. Um, what, what's your preferred method, I guess, of consumption? I mean, all, if I had to choose one, mm-hmm. um, joints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Joints. I the same way. I get a lot of people like, like a lot of old, older school people joints all, yeah. all, all day yeah, long. Joints. I mean, but, I, that's what I would pick. You know, I like, I like it all. I like, I like mm-hmm. good bongs. Like I have, you mm-hmm. know, shout out Jerome Baker. I love, Oh, yeah. Jerome Baker bongs. Great stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. We gave uh, one of his bongs away recently for uh, MJ BizCon. Yeah, we year. did a giveaway. And funny enough, we, you know, put all the names in the randomizer, spun the wheel. It was one of his friends from high school. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So now we're like, bro, we, we got to link up and so we mm-hmm. can try this thing. Yeah, we sent to him. He was, he was all happy. He was all ecstatic and happy about it. And like, they're a great brand. I, Jerome Baker makes some great stuff. Yeah, you've been to the Dream Factory. I haven't. I have. But definitely have to cool make spot. it out there. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think that, that, like I said, the glass blowing, it just art is is wild to me. It's it's incredible because mm-hmm. I, how do they take you know these like rods of glass and all of a sudden it's this amazing sculpture and right. it, it's it's wild. Like, uh, what was it? Windstar glass at um, Champs. The stuff she was making was incredible. I'm like just standing mm-hmm. there in awe watching her taking videos and I'm like. To pick someone's brain like that who's been doing it for so long, I mean, that their knowledge there is priceless. That's like even just having OGs on our show, like I said before, like having Doc on here, that was awesome. Talk about genetics, mm-hmm. things that I don't know anything about. Right. <laughs> but um, definitely to share it with our viewers who, you know, may not have, and some of this stuff isn't common knowledge, you know? So yeah. I think it's important to put it out there in the world. Mm-hmm. That's great. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for these young people who who don't even know who these OGs and pioneers in the industry are, to introduce them and get their faces out there and be like, hey, this is the reason you have this, um, 
like like you have these strains that you're smoking anything from like Blue Dream to right. Sour Diesel, like like yeah. we're used to, like, like we were used to on the East Coast and stuff like that. And if it wasn't for these guys, we wouldn't have any of these strains. Right. You know, the kids think that the hype weed started with the cookies, but we were doing mm-hmm. it. We were doing it in the nineties with the with the sour and the chem. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And the Definitely. super the super skunk and the the N L five and all the yeah. Mm-hmm. Durban poison. <laughs> yeah. What's your uh what's your favorite OG strain? I mean my favorite OG strain, maybe the Larry OG. Yeah. Okay. Josh D. I mean, I like them all for different reasons. You know? Oh no, yeah, it's, it's it's always hard just just to pick uh, one. You know, I love the Ricky's Brothers Kush. Yeah. It's a, it's such a good classic Cali Kush. Mm-hmm. With yeah. uh, but you know, I'm the '91 Club. Like, I'm always going to be loyal to the Chem '91. No, you got of be. course, yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's, it, it's it's a great it's a great strain. It checks all the boxes. It's got everything you want, in in my opinion. Um, you know, if you had to go with one, but uh, sour diesel too, like between the sour and the cam, I could be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't you have sour D for the you were? Oh yeah, the definitely. We had a uh, Davex on the show, and they brought in some really, really nice uh, sour diesel concentrate. Oh yeah, that stuff was great. I I also love that device too. I think that's really cool. It's definitely super innovative. I like seeing the new technology come out and. Stuff that's sleek, also discreet if that's the way you want to do it, you know, have, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't have to do it one way. There's no one size fits all. Um, I think it's funny though, because I feel like on the East Coast, like dabbing isn't really like a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, no, not at all. Yeah, it's funny. It's like, not I'm that like, we've dab. Seen. Yeah. Um, but for me, it was funny. Like the first dab, I'm like, shit, that, that's, hit, that's really hitting because <laughs> oh, I'm yeah, not used to other, it. You know, it's, it's a whole, a whole new whole world. Level and you got to know how to do it right. You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's uh, people mm-hmm. are still intimidated because it's a little complicated. And, uh, you know, shout out to my boy Arturo, who's my right hand at the club, uh, also known as Arturpo. Uh, I've, been t- <laughs> I've been told on many occasions that he's given people the best dab of their life. So he's got it down pat. He's got it down uh, to his science, basically. Yeah, and we're lucky to have him there. Because it is really a science dabbing. Yeah, when the the real good hash is in the club, we just let Artie set it up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't even touch your step back. Be like, hey, let the master take take his job over. Be like, this is why we keep you around, guy. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, we'll have to get him on one of these. uh, Oh, yeah, definitely be able to teach us how to take the perfect... Perfect, Perfect dab. dab. Oh yeah, I would love to hear that. What his There's advice is, so his many, tips, tricks. He's pretty scientific with it. Okay, yeah. cool. I'd probably just sit here like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking about. You, know, cool. you get those people that <laughs> just sit there and blast that banger or slurp for oh, until yeah. it's red hot and they burn half the terps on there and another, they don't know what they're doing. Another back in the day story, I met Artie when I was working with the Higher Vision Cannabis brand, which is mm-hmm. the brand that uh, Alex and Allison Gray did the original artwork for, which they're pretty iconic, psychedelic, visionary artists wow. in the wow. space. And I met Artie was their terp distiller. He was the one making all the steam terps for their carts. And mm-hmm. I always liked him. We got along. That company didn't work out for a bunch of reasons, not Artie. And uh, we reconvened during COVID. He had moved back to LA and mm-hmm. he's like, I'm not up there anymore and you're looking for work. And I was like, oh, perfect timing, man. Come yeah, on, I feel like a lot of things came out of COVID, a lot mm-hmm. of positive things, even though it was just a negative time, especially mm-hmm. when it came to cannabis. People still wanted their weed and needed oh, their yeah. weed. You know? Yeah, it's deemed essential. As much, mm-hmm. yeah. Amen. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Facts. Like, 
that is what kind of boggles the mind a little bit. It's like we can deem cannabis essential in in a crisis, and we have people in jail still. We have states that are, it's illegal. It's illegal, and like, where does that make any sense at all? Mm -hmm. Nothing. It really doesn't. And like, even, you know, people who have whatever opinions they have, and some, you know, we have to hope people are going to be open-minded. Some are still going to be, you know, stuck in their ways or whatever, but... Now that we started this podcast, I feel like so many curious people, uh, kind of curious people that I would have never um, thought before, family members, friends, mm-hmm. a lot of older people, grandparents <laughs> asking about it. And oh I'm like, gosh. you know, I think a great way to like ease someone into that, like the tinctures, the topicals for someone who's Gummies. like not about the smoke, not about, you know, inhaling like that way. So I'm like, yeah, try mm-hmm. it this way. I mean- I mean, my mother is the gummy dealer of her little community in Florida. I love that. That's awesome. That's great. (laughs) They love it. I mean, it's, you know, it's good for arthritis. It's good Mm -hmm. for sleeping. It's great for a lot of uh, things, especially especially when you get older, your joints are inflamed, your diet maybe not as what it used to be because like, and whatever other medications, because you're older that they have you on. And cannabis mm. is a great thing to help uh, help a lot of those elements and maybe even replace some right. of those medications. I told her, I'm like, you need to step it up. You need to start doing pre-rolls. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And like even non-intoxicating forms of cannabis. I was going like, to say that. Like juicing, People who are like worried juicing about the high, entire you know? plant. Yeah, I didn't know anything about that, about juicing until we had, uh, shout out to Jesse Barney on our show. And he was telling us about a friend um, who had CP and he started juicing cannabis and it was taking walks around the block. Like stuff like that, stories like that. It's, it's just, yeah. you can't deny that kind of thing. Right. You know what I mean? It's it's medicine. Um, hopefully we'll get that across to as many people as we fucking can. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, unfortunately, a lot of other countries are further ahead of uh, than ours with, yeah. in that department. I mean, yes. not even with cannabis, other stuff too. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. That's a big ahead. leap we have to make. Once it's federally legal, we'll be able to do as much research as we can on the plant mm-hmm. and really dial in how exactly it helps us the best ways for it to help us and really get the correct information that we need out there so that we can safely consume and medicate ourselves yeah Yeah. i'm i'm honestly just been really uh surprised by all the cool brands coming out like all about choices like all these innovative ways that are new and interesting and like i'm always down to try it hey if it's not for you it's not for you but i think like it's pretty cool that people are out here doing crazy stuff like you're telling me I can get high off mashed potatoes sounds great to me (laughs) you know what I mean like some pretty cool stuff I think drinks are going to be bigger and bigger too you know as it becomes more socially accepted and you don't have to smoke and you can just just like you're at the bar drinking Mm -hmm. um I think they're going to get that more you know more popular because the formulations are just starting to get that kind of stuff right you know and oh right. no yeah totally like uh we we had a drink company on the show shout out to wink and then a, another another uh, edible company uh, an episode ago, uh, all about choices that we got up there. And we were talking that drinks are probably going to be what makes it into the normalized market mm-hmm. first. And like like you're going to like a sporting event, you're going to watch the Knicks or some shit. Give me a Red Bull. Give me and a, yeah. give me give me a, a beer. Wink, I, give me a, let, you know. let me get that cannabis infused seltzer or something like that instead mm-hmm. of my White Claw or anything. Like when. You can do that. Like that's that is gonna be a big leap. When it's in social settings like that, especially, I feel like it's gonna be more normal. And like you'll have people curious and asking you about it. Oh, what are you drinking? Oh, that. Okay, cool. Let me try it. And like also, they're small. 
dosages like 2.5, five. So you can stack them too. Like for me, yeah. I'd probably and do the 2.5 and be completely fine. But <laughs> but but for right now, clubs like the 91 Club that you can go to events and consume cannabis and be in a friendly environment like that is what we're gonna is what we have right now and it's gonna make those leaps to where we can eventually have drinks at like sporting events i'm looking forward to that event tomorrow and we're, it's gonna be we're fun. excited to have you come check us great. out yeah. thanks for coming on the show do you have any shout outs yeah definitely i mean shout out to aaron and Artie. you know we're holding down the, the house when i'm gone uh, mm-hmm. all the all the sour and chem dog crew all my hoys my boys at ic collective they just got a new grow going in Chicago. I'm really excited about that for them. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, my boy Brian at our Vital Organic. Shout out for organic farming. Mm-hmm. Shout out to all the OGs out there doing the thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. And this guy over here. And for Andrew. Yeah, this bad man Andrew. over here on the soundboard. <laughs> yes, thank you for yeah. being here. And my new homie, Jay, over here. <laughs> Well, thanks again for coming on the show. Thanks to all all of our sponsors, Hemperer 710, about to dive into some of this amazing 710 concentrate right now. And it's going to be a great rest of the day. We'll catch you all guys next Sunday. Stay happy, healthy, and hi, guys. Radio Network, Cannabis Lifestyle Radio.